0: Oh, and welcome back to another episode of Going Through the Motions with me, Callum.
1: And me, Alex. How's it going,
0: guys? The podcasting equivalent of a worm caught up in a road traffic accident within the last four years that wasn't his fault.
1: Oh, he's been receiving phone calls.
0: It's, it's, it, wasn't, it wasn't his fault and he can claim on it. He can make a, f- a full claimant on it. Now, is this, is this something to
1: do with th- what they call
0: PPI. PPI repayments. What oh. where did that just come from
1: all of a sudden? Yeah, I don't know. All, Do you know of, a I mean? started, all of a sudden we start Yeah, all of a sudden yeah. we started getting T V ads going. You could just have a grand or something. <laughs> did
0: you were you born in this hospital between these two years and had this specific injury on this on this ankle of uh, on a thursday if you could you could be able to claim up to and it was always a weird number it was like you could claim up to 472 pounds it's like why i don't what know. is this i don't know who is it I don't but they know. were tar- they were targeting those adverts for people who were unemployed sat around watching tv so the joke's on us mate yeah, fair, fair enough. We're, we've we're seen just sat them.
1: There. We, we've seen them, so we're the chumps. Have you seen that video on YouTube of the old Scottish guy uh, talking on the phone to a uh, code caller? No. Oh, it's so good. Is he winding them up? Oh, maybe? he's just winding them up. He's just this old guy sitting in a sitting in a chair, and he's clicking on his laptop, and then and he, this this guy on the phone who's calling from this scammy call center somewhere in the world. Sure, go is is getting driven up the wall he's like where are you where are you typing Where are you typing and he's like uh in my living room
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> i'm gonna alex has done a wonderful job explaining that youtube video <laughs> i'm gonna have to link that one below thanks oh me. it's beautiful <laughs> oh yeah, it is
1: beautiful though send it send it to me you'll see that one at the, at the bottom if there. you ever wanted a script on how to wind these people up that this, so this is the how to this is the how to video
0: well, it, but it's at the moment, it's you were an accident. That wasn't your fault. And you phoned up and we go, we, From our records, we show that you were in an accident. And it's wonderful. I mean, I, I remember once, I mean, quite often I'll go, yeah, it was. And do you know what? It was my fault. And I'm going to do it again. <laughs> I'll do it again. I'm a menace and I have to be stopped. Quite often they hang up the phone. I remember this one time it was a guy with a South African accent and he phoned yeah. me up and he said, and, I, and I, it was a long day and he said, was, I'm sure I've told you this story before. Um, awesome. Probably on the show Probably And he said <laughs> Just recycling old shit We don't recycle patter on no, this show exactly, do we <laughs> Exactly But he phoned up And he phoned up And he did something so wonderful uh, He's. I said I was angry And I was, I was like No it wasn't me You know I was like You know this is a scam I know this is a scam Don't phone me again Take me off the register Ooh. And literally And he just went He just went I know it's not a scam. It's absolutely for real, and I'm going to phone you tomorrow. Goodbye. <laughs> and he <I> just <laughs> I was just like, I was so fizzing angry because I've never been hung up by one of these people. You were um, hung up on. I was hung up on oh by my them. Days. It was just, he got it was you. wonderful. He, he got he me. He got you. He got of, you. <laughs> of course, though we are not a scam calling expert podcast. We are indeed a music and movie podcast. And each week, no, oh, no. Oh, oh, oh. Sorry, what's that? I said each week we. We'll... Oh. Movies. Oh. Because, mate, as you said at the start, what's there to review here? What is there to review? Genuinely, I
1: don't even know.
0: We're going to be reviewing a lot of white noise. A aren't lot we? of white. <laughs> a lot of
1: white noise. Can I? Can I? Um, go back a little bit. Yes. I'm a bit. Scam dis- callers. No. Well, I mean, you know, it's, it's not, not about the movie we're doing this week. I'm, I'm a bit disappointed that you haven't commented on my lovely new haircut. Oh,
0: your haircut, my God. Did you get that cut because you were getting some surgery done? No, I got, <laughs> I got this cut because the barber's Relevant. was open. Ooh, very good. Were you queuing at the front, licking the glass?
1: No, I, I booked. they opened it? I, book, I booked a couple of days in advance. So I did. So good I turned Lord. up at my allotted time. See, I,
0: I've not, because I've waited for all the chumps to go and get their haircuts first.
1: Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, so you're, you're still rocking the, Mate, rocking it's the mullet.
0: It's gone out and back into fashion. The amount of mullets I've seen around London. It's oh, mental. it's
1: glorious, isn't it? It's it like is like the especially 80s over for the here. Sun,
0: especially for the sun.
1: Absolutely. But, you... but what was really, really great about my little barber trip mm-hmm. was I found my way through no fault of my own onto the middle of a film set oh which one it did there is a well it's not a film set it's a tv set or more specifically an apple tv set
0: Oh, for which one?
1: Now I know you're. I know it's you're trying,
0: isn't it? It's trying. It's not trying. Two. It's
1: not trying. It's it's better than that. It's better than that. So I found out what it was because I I went up to one of the stewards with the high vis yellow jacket. They
0: are to, told not to say anything. They're
1: told not to say anything, and they're they're they're, they're just sitting there behind the mat. So I was like, they are usually you, very tight lipped when you try and, and ask them. But I went straight up to this girl and I went, "Can you tell me what this is?" And she was like. Yeah it's called uh, it's uh, Apple T- it's an Apple TV series called Embankment with Gary Oldman. He's like over there. Ooh. And I was, and like, was he over there? And he was. Oh, very good. Ooh. Did you wave over at him? No, did he I recognize nah, I don't, you? He was he was away dentistry. He was busy. He was, away he was at work. Uh, I was like, "We did a podcast about you last week."
0: uh-huh he did he did write in actually which is quite nice to quick. say that we he enjoyed uh, he enjoyed Mank. it was quite good yeah 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 <laughs> very so good
1: oh that, that, was, that was quite fun that's sort of a shit what we see
0: oh yeah thing, we haven't done that it? yeah there you go well it's not every day you see it and how was embankment was it mentally busy was it everyone outside having their pints in there in the sun
1: oh no what what was interesting this was in like one of these uh mansion blocks of flats right in like the heart of west kensington london Oh, I see. You know the area. I, I do. Yeah. Oh, I do. I do know exactly. It, the area. was it there? Li- was it? Yeah, yeah. It's literally. But a Mate, a, who it, lives there? Yeah, yeah. It's literally a street away from where your mate lives. Because mm, I know fantastic. that. I know that building. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Of course, but everyone knows your address is. F- Absolutely. <laughs> I need Absolutely. Look at me your, trying to. I'm look gonna at,
1: keep saying your address on this podcast. <laughs> look, look at me trying to trying to be subtle, and you're just like, yeah, but you live on this street.
0: I'll say it again. But in fact, you know, I'm not that joke's totally backfired on me saying your address live on this podcast because it's me that ends up having to put the bleeps and bleep it. (laughs) Absolutely. It's more work for yourself. So we teased before we've done the what kind of podcast we are. And of course, this week we're talking about The Sound of Metal.
1: We are. What a movie.
0: what did you think about this? Because I have a feeling that we might be split here.
1: Oh. Yeah.
0: Because I... And, and it's, the invi- it's the environment. I, I had to watch this. I didn't. I couldn't watch this movie in a wonder. I had to chop it up a little uh, bit. Ah, interesting. Which was, interesting. Which is never, never a good way to watch a movie. I I, I don't care what you say. Some people find it convenient, and, and a lot of people do, but I just I don't enjoy watching it in that way. So that's my first recommendation. Of oh, oh, don't, don't watch it in in split into chunks yes and the second thing and i'll get to when we get to this 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 fact is that i watched part of it on my phone God. with my with my headphones no actually i i don't mind it watching on my phone it's not you know it's a drama piece so it's fine you can you're focused on the conversation you've got it but i was watching it with my airpods in and watching some of the latter sequences where he's got the implants in spoiler he gets the implants watching it oh, when yeah, he gets yeah, yeah, the yeah. implants it was really disconcerting Having that yeah. kind of white noise coming through my headphones into my ears. And the, the oh, idea of Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that's gotta be really of,
1: comfortable. That's yeah, gotta be really the I- uncomfortable.
0: The, 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 the idea of it just really, it was almost a bit overbearing for me. And right. It was one of the many reasons why, dare I say, I didn't enjoy this movie as much as I wanted to
1: interesting yeah because i I know we've been we've been we've been hyping up this movie a fair bit in the last few weeks because obviously obviously we've been livid at the fact that Mm. this has been out for almost a year at this point in in america it's been out for a criminally long time in sure. America and other markets before it finally managed to find its way into UK Amazon Prime. Which somebody had better explain that to me because it's it's an Amazon produced thing. So how can they not just release it worldwide on Amazon at the same time? I don't yeah, I, I don't understand it.
0: I don't understand I don't understand that either. I mean I, and I've got a few things we've got have something else I want to talk about around Amazon in moving forward. Oh yeah. specifically Amazon Studios and and then they've got Amazon Entertainment which is the gaming. Uh, platform which they're which they're kind of are are the the gaming streaming conglomerate i don't quite know what it looks like amazon studios i haven't seen many things come directly through amazon studios i think of all of the you've obviously got apple studios now and netflix can make their own movies and stuff but this was one that i haven't seen a lot of but i would be i think i'm i'm I think they're going to be quite a lot more Apple Studio movies getting into the Oscars in the next five years. Well, I think we're going to see... Amazon Apple, Studios. Uh, sorry, Amazon
1: Studios, pardon. Well, Amazon Studios currently are the only streaming platform to actually win at the Oscars up to now. They did, oh, is that right? Yeah, they did Manchester by the Sea a few years ago, if you remember that movie.
0: Oh, I thought Rosa would have won as well. Did Rosa not win
1: with Netflix or was it just nominations? Well, I think that was after Manchester by the Sea. Ah. Oh, wait, did I say only? I meant first. Oh, first. Okay, I meant first. Enough. I meant first. It might not. It's definitely not only at this point because there's a lot of like, mm. international thing, international things that have made it on uh, from Netflix and things like that.
0: But I think, like anything, you know, Amazon are as greedy as anyone, and I think they were banking on having a cinema release, and so they've reluctantly put it onto their own streaming service. I, yes, <laughs> like, reluctantly. It's bangers. Absolutely. It's, it's,
1: Just, absolutely it's mental. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. But I watched this in a oneer in the in the living room on the telly. And I really I put, not on the microwave. Or, absolutely or the oven or not on the microwave. I wasn't you. I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't. It wasn't earpiece go earpieces while cycling to the office. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> but I very much enjoyed it. I very much enjoyed it. I think the the star attractions for this movie, mm. obviously Rez Ahmed. Oh
0: my goodness! I mean, oh my goodness!
1: he, oh, he was so so good, and I love like. It's not a one-man show movie, but it's it's structured like a one-man show movie. Like yes. he's in he's in every scene. He's clearly the leading man. A la, actually, Casey Affleck in Manchester by the Sea, frankly, yeah, yeah, um, very much, very much those kind of vibes. And I really, really like those kind of like character studies. And he went all in on it, mm. like one hundred percent. He was. I think. I think it was great. And I think to the, watch.
0: the casting was. One of the best things about this movie just inspired casting, putting Riz in that role. Typically, something we haven't seen before. You know, it's so great to see a British actor um, who, who you know, there's, there's not, there's no element of typecasting here, and he was very, very. Um, method for this like i've got some facts on what he did oh yeah i how mean he, he's, how long he, he usually he takes a method
1: approach like I, does he really yeah i, I believe he actually he actually trained to become a starfighter pilot for a rogue one <laughs> yeah, for rogue one yeah exactly absolutely. and, he,
0: and uh, for four lions we'll best not talk about how he trained for that one oh no yeah, absolutely not <laughs> but he but it, it's just a wonderful role to see him in and because it was not a typical role that we've seen him in before it meant it meant that you know, he honestly could play Ruben. We weren't seeing Razakman; we were seeing Ruben oh, as yeah, a character, 100%. and he did, and he did such a fantastic job of that. I, the one of the biggest reasons I was, uh, I was chatting to Maddie, and she sort of said, "You know, why didn't you enjoy this movie as much as you thought?"
1: Oh. Did she watch and I it? Just think,
0: no, she didn't. And I know she she wanted to, she just didn't have the time to watch it. With yeah, Ellen L- wanted we just, to watch just, it as well, but again, didn't have the We were on we a bit of a tight schedule this week. There's been a lot of stuff in the back room. We've had to move around. In fact, this, this episode might be running a little bit late, so apologies if it's not uploaded till the next day, but we'll, maybe I'll put a disclaimer at the top. I'm probably just going to have to beast myself tonight in the editing studio. <laughs> that would be
1: a Herculean but, effort. Yeah, I'll,
0: I'll have to do it, mate. I'll have to do it. But, but the thing I was going to say with, with it is that the reason why, Maddie asked, why didn't you overly like it? The reason why is because. I was never fully settled. I was never fully settled with this. And, and I think cleverly, for especially the end sequences in Paris, yeah. the, the writing and the story elements of it almost mimicked what it would be like to be deaf yeah. in the sense that you didn't get all the information. You weren't being told the story background of Lou and Lou's mum. You weren't being told what the dad, why the dad didn't originally like him. You you're kind of missing. They kind of they go over quite a lot of the information. You go over quite a lot of the information about Ruben's background and where they both met, and you see yeah. the scar, scars and hands. And what they were doing quite cleverly. Uh, cleverly. What cleverly, they were they doing? Yeah. Was that they were they were kind of making you subconsciously feel what it would be like to be deaf? You know, you're just right. aware there's a conversation on the room, but you don't know the specifics. You can't really, you, you're kind of being left in the dark a little bit. Uh, All right, okay, yeah. Do you I know what I mean? What and it, and, it, and, yeah. it's, and so and and I I just I can't help thinking that that was how, a lot of the, the writing was structured. But the other thing that I really didn't and so it made me feel uncomfortable. But the biggest thing that made me feel uncomfortable was it was it was a drama doing something that horror movies do quite well and modern horror movies take something like hereditary hereditary is a really good horror movie because at no point do you really feel safe when you watch that movie right there's always a kind of tension an underlying tension in it and with it, with this movie with sound of metal it was the drama equivalent of it at no okay. point at no point was he ever going to get a break like there was always just something niggling away and i think he was at his most vulnerable Around the whole sequences of the surgery, yeah, and they did something that just made me so uncomfortable. Was when he he was he had to leave the home because he'd gone away and got the surgery, and he took off the the bandages.
1: Oh yeah, and it was and it was it, it was stuck to his uh, it was his stuck scar. to his scalp, yeah.
0: And you could just feel it was just so. That's just one of many examples where, as an audience member, you know, throughout this whole movie. All they were talking about is yeah, it's gonna cost about up to eighty K. It's gonna cost up to eighty K and I was I was betting, I was saying, I know what's gonna happen, there's gonna be a twist where he finally sells everything he owes, he scrapes the money together and he goes to get the surgery and they were gonna say something like, Oh, it's eighty K per ear. Do you know what I mean? And then oh, you know, that I was, that'd be so cheap. That would be so cheap. I was cheap. thinking but at the back of my mind I was thinking things like that. And of course it would be pretty cheap. Um during the scenes where Ruben is struggling to reconcile the hearing loss, Riz Ahmed wore auditory blockers deep inside his ear canal that emanated white noise. Oh, so God. he told, he told so he, U.S.
1: Yeah. So he kind of put himself through it in a yeah. very physical way. You didn't just well, act it. He just yeah.
0: He said he told geez. USA Today. I couldn't hear anything, including the sound of my own voice. After some time, he decided to forgo the sound blockers and simply immerse himself in deaf culture by communicating with the director and deaf cast almost exclusively through ASL, or American Sign Language.
1: Right, okay. And he was
0: using this film to really promote asl and for people to learn asl i know well it was when a I was very in america, very big
1: part it was a very very big part of the movie mm. for sure and when
0: when i was out in america i was amazed actually as to how many people can speak asl i think asl is actually especially obviously it is american sign language but a lot of people speak it a lot of people speak interesting it. I, when we were yeah i was it always throws me we were at the summer camp quite a few counselors spoke it just because they were like no we we learned it it's yeah. easy to learn um but there's that it looks now, really hard
1: to learn i mean for me i thought i i look at it and go wow that's
0: yeah what an, what right. an interesting
1: way of communicating and what i really really liked is that there were several scenes that really delved into this but for example when the community was all around the dinner table and they were uh they were just there were several conversations ha- happening at once and obviously we don't know what's being said but we can see that it's a very natural family style sure dinner happening and seeing them using ASL to communicate and Mm -hmm. you know, bang on the table and, you know, shake shake their hands Mm -hmm, and like do, mm -hmm. you know, all those very natural things for them, it Mm -hmm. made it really immersive for me as a viewer. I really, really appreciated that because they were really extended sequences when you wouldn't really hear anyone speak. That's right. Yeah. But there was but there was so much communication happening. Despite yes. that, yes, yeah. and I really appreciated that.
0: Now, let's talk a little bit about the sound mixing because this this film is being nominated for is it be, is it best sound? It's yeah. not best score, so it sounds like it's the best sound. Which hey, look, let, let's be honest, like that's this is this film's bread and butter. Absolutely. I mean, sound, well, that's the, the other, sound... that's
1: the other thing. You know, I, I I said up top there were there were a couple of star attractions for this movie. Mm. Mm. One of them being Riz Ahmed and the casting, as you said. And the other is the sound design. The sound design is so integral to this movie.
0: The Sound of Metal sound mix was done in 10 weeks by BAFTA nominees Jamie Basht and Michelle Coutelon, uh together with carlos cortez uh, at spanish omni studios in in mexico so it was all mixed but in 10 weeks i mean i don't know how long typically it would take but that feels like quite a long time
1: yeah it does feel like quite a long time i mean again i've got no point of reference like as you say Mm, mm. i'm like is is that is that a long time i mean that's that's (laughs) a big no matter no matter what project you have in any industry you're like oh 10 weeks just, yeah I, exactly that, and it's three people's 10 week as well yeah, it's not yeah, just yeah. one person yeah
0: so i mean so i i mean from here i've got some a little facts a few little facts uh nestled throughout this but i i guess we kind of just want to go through chronologically I and mean, we talked a lot about there's not really much music in this film but there no is, there's
1: look, <laughs> so for frus- so frustrating for the jingle this week
0: yeah I know, I know i know right i don't quite know what we're gonna uh,
1: do we're either we're, there are literally this isn't hyperbole there are literally two choices there, there are okay. literally two choices number one a sort of n- new alternative Boniver style thing in the cr- closing credits yes of or or screaming into a microphone and bashing some drums <laughs> exactly, which, exactly which by the way I said that very very flippantly because we can't do that with a violin and a guitar but <laughs> in the context of the movie I absolutely loved those scenes well, at let, the well, beginning
0: let's, well let's talk. Well, let's go Green first so Green was the original song Abraham Marder yeah you're right I mean very Boniver kind of sound yeah, and yeah. it was played at the end but but I want to talk about that song at the start by the band Black Gammon, or it's their name. And I don't know the name of the song. I'm sure I could find it. In. But you're right. It was very just screamy drum stuff. But actually, it was originally written by Olivia Cook. So she wrote the song that's performed by her, so Lou and Ruben, yeah. in the opening scene of the film. Um, and 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 she was always that was her actually performing that was her playing the guitar and her what? using the vox and screaming and also yeah
1: absolutely and if if I remember the rolling credits at the end of the movie correctly I think Riz Ahmed's got a writing credit on that song as well oh does he I believe oh, okay. because okay. I believe he performed his own the the drums
0: yes what yeah he he, he practiced for about six months to learn the drums that's great yeah What's what's your thoughts on this style of music? And I I, I want to, I guess we get into like, this isn't just metal music. Cause we're, you know, the two of us, we like a bit of metal now and again. I know you, you've got, you're a big fan of certain, certain metal artists. Definitely. I think, like... yeah, I think sweeping
1: statement, well, not sweeping statement, but big generalization. I tend to like classic metal, a la yeah. Iron Maiden, Black Sabbath. Sure more, sure. more than screamy. I think I, I I'm not, totally clued up on all the sub genres but i think death metal's one speed metal is another one uh, that i'm not not really that into i think i think what they did this band this two two piece there there are Mm. two pieces just vocal vocal guitar being Mm. one and then drums the other what i think this was was more of a kind of I think politically and artistically closer to punk, yeah. Frankly, okay. because you because you, yeah. because you because you did get this sense that they were incredibly troubled and incredibly angry, yeah. People, yeah, and that it was more kind of like artistic expression and poetry, which you know, to a very large extent, a a lot of songwriting across the genres is, but. Mm in this format it felt incredibly raw Mm, and mm. as a movie dramatic device Mm. very very personal and you you got a, a much faster emotional connection with the characters as yes, a result yeah. of the genre, you I didn't would say. To, you didn't I, need
0: to see it for long. You didn't need yeah. to see, you know, weeks and weeks of montage of them playing different studios exactly. and stuff.
1: You only saw it once, and you're right. Like, you got I've, everything yeah. you needed to from that. I wonder, if he if he was the backing drummer for Taylor Swift, <laughs> would we have cared as much that he lost his hearing?
0: No, it's a really good point. And, and I think how they... Another way that they manipulate that, and they talk a little bit about drugs and they talk a little bit about heroin, but let's call it how it is. The movie was designed for that style of music to be their drug. Yeah. Like that was their drugs. And it was confirmed when Joe kicked him out and he said, you know what, it's like I'm speaking to an addict yeah yeah and because he was saying i want to get back i want to get back to play music and stuff and he goes and he was look at you i'm look it's like it looks like and i'm sounds like i'm talking to an addict yeah the,
1: tra- the, the tragedy music- the tragedy of course in that scene is that he wasn't actually using uh no with, that's the thing. you're yeah. like oh no you got it so wrong but you understand <laughs> why but you un- but you understand why well, no, but
0: I don't think he even think thought that he was using again. I don't think he thought he was, or maybe, or, or maybe I've missed that, misread that. Maybe did, did do you think that Joe thought he was going back to drugs?
1: Yeah, definitely. Oh,
0: see, I didn't think that. Nah,
1: no, definitely. It's because he asked. Is because he asked for money. He was like, "Oh, I don't know how to bring this, but I, I, can I, you know, borrow, borrow some money, you know, just to sort a few <clears> behind the scenes things out." And he's sitting across there, and he's and he's reading lips, right? Yeah. If you. If you read that in a text message yeah oh. what what would you think he's he's reading lips, so he's not hearing he's not necessarily hearing the sincerity in his voice, and you know now that I'm saying that, I don't know if that's relevant because obviously you know when one sense diminishes others heightens. He, mm. he's he can probably get those ebbs and flows just from lip reading and also facial cues and things like that, but right I distinctly remember thinking in that scene that he thought that reuben was using drugs again see
0: i thought it was because joe figured that reuben had kind of gone away and got this surgery and was kind of putting to one side all the the development that he's done in this in this deaf community oh he absolutely was was. there was a lot of that as well
1: there was a lot of that as well
0: i i thought that was the reason how interesting oh god different ways for different different parts of watching the movie do you what do you think about the whole sequences before he joined the deaf? Because it was very quick, straight into the deaf community,
1: wasn't it? It was really quick. I mean, before we before we got to there, one thing I really really liked mm. was the moment that he became deaf, or the moment that his hearing took oh. that irreversible dip, because I kind of assumed through trail because we all knew what this movie was about through, tra- sure, yeah, through yeah. trailers and whatnot. I you would be forgiven for assuming that the moment that he loses his hearing or well, either one or two things is going to happen he's either going to gradually lose his hearing over a couple of gigs and he was like I, that's I don't, what it was gonna I don't be. know if it's yeah. going to I don't know if it's going to be that or he's going to dramatically lose his hearing because I know it you know it happens both ways he's mm. going to dramatically lose his hearing like in the middle of a set or something like that but it wasn't he was having a conversation with People in the club, not even at night in the club, where it's really, really loud. I think the thing that triggered it: there was another band sound checking in Mm. in the club, in the room next door. Mm, mm. And so, and it was so, and it wasn't even that loud, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but just out of nothing, it just went gone. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh shit! Oh no, that's it! That's the moment!"
0: it was based on an unfinished um, docu-fiction film called Metalhead by Derek Cine-France. I don't quite know. Cine-France, Cine-France, um, in which a drummer, uh, a heavy metal drummer's ears blow out, the, the eardrums blow out due to, due to um, uh, the, the music, and, and he has to learn to adapt to the world of silence. So this was kind of based on a post-production, and it was around 2009, um you know b- b- before before it was adapted by darius marder yeah um for the screen, but, but, but i mean as you say yeah it was i, I think i thought that too it was going to be one night it was just going to be it, it pops the eardrums just blow out and that's yeah, done yeah. and i think it's it's the element of like how what do you want to achieve from this there's three things you can achieve the the slow burner and is the one that's the most natural, i.e., he notices it starts going, but he doesn't pay any attention to it, yeah. and that would that's indicative of everyone. You know, when we all get injuries, we kind of just pretend it's not there until it really is is causes us pain. Yeah. So it's, it's it's relatable. the The second of it is, as we've said, does it blow out in the middle of a set, and then he has this one moment, the cause and effect of. Oh, I just I hit the drums a bit too hard that time, or maybe it was just this one gig and they were they were trying to push it louder, and he has to blame himself for that one
1: thing, or blame the sound engineer
0: for that one thing. Yeah, (laughs) and and then he's got something tangible, then he's got something physical to blame it on. But by as you're right, by having it just at a random point and it just
1: goes, yeah.
0: It just enforces that helpless nature that that jumps on him for the whole film. Yeah, she, it's more—it's it.
1: more a case of the hand that life deals you, as opposed yes. as opposed yes. to anything, any other tangible reason.
0: Absolutely, mate, and that and and that's that's a really important narrative throughout this film, uh, and it goes back to the piece I was saying. You know, I felt really uncomfortable throughout a lot of this movie because. At no point could you really blame him for some of the stuff that was going through his head. I think everything kind of felt all the decisions that were made. And it, hey, it's typical that it's typical for us when we watch movies, we go, all oh, the characters make stupid decisions. You watch, you go, ah, oh, I hate I can't watch some movies because people are so stupid. Everything he did there, I would have done the same. Yeah. Like the, the the life decisions he made and everything. Um it, it it was it was tough. It was a really tough thing to watch. Just him constantly climbing up this hill. Um But yeah, it was it. And and what, what do you think about so we 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 kind of hear the buzzing on and off, yeah, they obviously chose certain sequences where there was no sound, and then the audience was able to get sound when he was on the farm at some points in time yeah. um, i I thought it was quite clever how they picked and chose when they put the sound in another thing that was quite clever that they did was when the subtitles kicked in. Do you remember what was happening during the scene when they actually started the film started to use subtitles
1: uh I want to say it was in the classroom.
0: It was, ju- it was around about that time, yeah. It was when he was out with the kids walking around the hills. When he, when right, he, started, yeah, yeah. To, when he started to really be responsive and put him, push himself into this community, we as the audience started to get subtitles. And what that did for me was that was, that was like us as the audience member coming with him on this journey. When he, when he actually got involved with this, this community... Then he could start to kind of make sense of it, and the communication started to grow. No, because absolutely. Because until before then, and I, I, again, just it was it was such a subtle thing that was done that Darius Moura did for this, for the story, and you can tell he wrote that deliberately in. He went, "I want to start giving the audience members subtitles so they can learn as as he's learning, and yeah. you're you're on this journey with him." Which I, I just thought was, I thought that was a it was a really subtle thing, but very very clever. Yeah. What do you? And, and yeah, and, and you're right, the drum circle piece I thought was also, it was just lovely. I mean, w- w- what do you think about him when he was in that environment, when he was throwing himself into that environment? I, well,
1: I felt in that moment after that sort of transition, as you say, that he was very much in his element. I, yeah. I really felt that it was a character who had found his calling and had found his, his peace in life. Mm. his peace in life. And I think in many ways that he had, but I think it's obviously a few scenes later, he was then told that by, I forget the community leader's name. Diane. No, uh, Joe, Joe. Joe. Yeah. But he was told by Joe, Oh, you're doing, you're doing really, really well. And you're really important here to a lot of people, which is when Mm. he went, no, I didn't intend that at all. I need to, I need to activate on getting the surgery now and something yeah. like that and which is the moment you're like screaming i'm going oh no you've 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 but, you've over you've kind of overcome this yeah and you've kind but,
0: of- but again i get that i understand that feeling like it was it would make him kind of go come on what are you actually here for what's important to you like there's an element of i don't i don't disagree with that decision he makes yeah. um he would do the same thing though wouldn't you if some offhand comment from a doctor said hey no you can pay to get this fixed you would do everything, and you especially, mate. I mean, imagine like that's your trade. No,
1: absolutely. Imagine that. I mean,
0: I personally, you know, losing my hearing would be devastating for me. But God,
1: well, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that it, it, it's gonna, it would be any worse for me or any other musician than it would be mm. for anyone else. Because just frankly, the idea of not being able to hear just everything that we hear on a daily mm. basis, not mm. just music, or mm. or being able to do. Music. I, I think that mm. would be. I think that would be truly tragic. But what was very very interesting is that by the end of the movie, we obviously discover that it it wasn't getting back to music mm-hmm. that was driving him to fix his hearing. It was getting back, getting back, to, back Lou. to Lou. Yeah. It was getting yeah. back to Lou. And I I really really loved that sort of ending moment of zen almost where you know he where he realizes that they don't belong together yes and that actually he doesn't need he doesn't need that he doesn't need that in his life Mm. and then he just turns off his Mm. monitors his hearing aids
0: I want I want to get back to that because I do want I, I want I've got some questions about the ending I just yeah. have a couple of notes before we get there. oh and yeah specifically with the farm how amazing was that technology by the way you know the technology where he phoned the number and then he had it plugged in because he phoned the surgery oh yeah after.
1: and it was uh, it was just typing out what the what person on the other saying, yeah, yeah, yeah was yeah. saying
0: that blew my mind yeah i was like oh my god that's amazing like that is one of those really rare things where you can kind of go if someone was deaf you know instantly you, you scrub out a phone you can't use a phone anymore that's yeah. useless to them but that technology just 100 enables a phone again like yeah, that's a I, game
1: yeah. changer amazing yeah i was
0: i was blown away i was blown away by that i like i had to like stop and tell my. i was like, look at this thing it's, it's so good i want one <laughs> I, do, I genuinely <laughs> do do you want to talk about the implants specifically the implants and and what the how the movie managed the implants and I want to talk very specifically about that sequence where he first got the implants in yeah and you were with him you were sat with him in that room you know you th- you, you were like he's this is it she's going to turn it on and she and she was very lip she was I'm going to turn it on now yeah. and you're going yeah it's going to turn on he's going to hear and then it's not quite what you expect
1: you and you so this is think
0: they need to tweak it a little bit so
1: this is one moment that i feel we have to suspend our our disbelief for dramatic license Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because in no scenario in absolutely no world in no hospital or doctor specialist lab or anywhere in the world does a patient come in Who's a musician, specifically?
0: Mm.
1: You know, they decide to go for the impact it implants and stuff like that. At and at no point, a medical professional goes, "Oh, by the way, when this is done, they're not gonna. It's not gonna sound like regular hearing." Mm. They knew it's not gonna sound like regular hearing before they gave it to him. Yes, that that's vital information. Vital. That's yeah, vital yeah. information. So as soon as I, soon I, as I imp- realized that, I was like oh, no, that's, that's bullshit.
0: <laughs> See, I get the impression that, and excuse the pun here, he wasn't listening for that. He couldn't hear it. Do you know But, like, genuinely, he was deaf to that. All he wanted was his hearing back. He didn't care. He was willing to roll the dice. You know... I-
1: yeah he but that w- but it wasn't ex- it wasn't explained to them. That would have that would make a lot of sense but in order for that to be the case we as the audience actually have to see them trying to tell Say, him that. Yeah tell him that. Whereas okay, that doesn't yeah. happen in the movie.
0: No that's fair enough. That that actually is fair. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I I mean I guess like yeah, you could assume that they've told them that, as you said. Oh, you can if you want.
1: You can assume anything, but, 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 I, but I personally yeah, don't. it would have
0: it would have increased. The, yes, no, I, I yeah, I can see that, yeah. that. that's that's completely fair. I mean, the filmmakers made an immersive effort to use meticulously thought out sound design so that the viewer experience uh, experiences the hardship of losing hearing, the ability to find joy in life, in spirit of hearing, uh, in spite of, of of hearing loss, as well as the reality of collier implants, yeah. just like the main character. I mean they, they and they do that in the end. And that 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 sequence where he's she's going, oh let me make a change. And you go, maybe maybe she's just gonna tweak a little thing and yeah. it's gonna go back to normal. And then it doesn't, and, they, and then he goes, and he's no, it's too high. And he's even struggling to to explain why what's wrong with it. Do you know? And yeah. his only thing he can say is it's too high. And we as audience members go, yeah, because we can hear it, and we go, yeah. I, we kind of see what you mean by the description of too high.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's like too he, too much high end frequency, or I don't, I don't know what. But there's whatever.
0: no way. But what's frustrating is there's he doesn't have a way he can communicate how he hears. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like. The,
1: and then the she explains key... it afterwards. She explains it afterwards because she goes, she you know, she leans forward and goes, "Listen, you're you're not you're not actually hearing. Like the implants are just." tricking your brain into thinking you're hearing yeah and yeah, that, that, that's that's why you're, you're actually yeah. hearing uh, which is actually the moment that that is the sure. moment to back up my yeah. earlier point where i went y- you didn't tell him that that's how yeah, they worked exactly. beforehand
0: yeah exactly yeah. Oh, wh- yeah what come on what What do you think about the whole sequence at the end with the with the, with the dad and we you know we obviously we talked about when he disconnects from the world but i think that's almost like the 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 epilogue really for me isn't it yeah. when he's in paris I mean you can tell that Lou's dad again like we said at the start they're, they 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 don't directly say a lot of things they no. they assume that you pick up on some of the subtleties about the mum and you know yeah we the don't know
1: we don't know why the mum killed herself or mm-hmm. walked out on what what or you know separated from the dad yeah,
0: uh, yeah.
1: before beforehand you got the sense there was a bit of resentment between lou and her dad so it might have been the dad's fault like but we we don't Mm. know the point is it's not really relevant to Mm. the story all that's relevant is the fact that lou was damaged yeah yeah by a lot uh you know we've seen we've been told about ruben's past now he's you know troubled as well and it is and then you just get the realization right at the end of the movie that they are each other's crutch
0: yeah they're they're
1: each other's crutch and actually they need to separate in order to heal completely and i thought it was beautifully represented by the fact that when ruben arrives and meets lou again and sees lou in Paris, she looks she looks so healthy yes and yes. she looks really contented and happy and stuff like that and she goes and he goes oh he, he points to her arm and goes oh you've not been like scratching yeah, she yeah, had yeah, like yeah. a a tick and one of the one of the opening shots of the movie actually is a, a is a shot of her arm that's you know quite clearly yeah, been yeah. cut yeah and i was yeah. and you know when i thought that, i was like oh okay it's gonna be this kind of movie jeez yeah exactly i, don't, was, know, I was, don't know i don't know if i'm emotionally yeah. ready for this yeah. oh yeah yeah so but, so a couple yeah but, on, but, mate, yeah but we... yeah so at the end of the movie she comes and she's not doing that anymore and then when they're Mm. in bed later and they're kissing at some point she has to come up for air. you get the sense she's a little bit uncomfortable and then she starts (laughs) scratching no absolutely no no she doesn't she's like oh oh, i need i need i need some water and stuff like that you kind of get the sense that she doesn't really want to be kissing him and Mm. then they're having the conversation and then she starts scratching again and then you realize that just by being with ruben because she does have genuine feelings for him of course but they're all associated with healing from a really traumatic time and not actual real love and Mm. companionship because she starts to scratch again and like you can see the anxiety which is like she it's acted beautifully and all of this just represented in that little arm scratch that like comes back
0: Mm. and Mm.
1: ruben sees that and then it all triggers for him, and he realizes yeah. that I he's need to like, get out of here. "I need, I need to get out of here." It's the healthiest thing for me. It's the healthiest thing for Lou. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, going through the streets of Paris, he's like, he learnt to appreciate the the beauty of the world and live his life without sound. So why not just turn yeah. it off? So, so that means beautiful. I
0: mean, I, I mean, I, I. The whole piece with the dad, and I don't, I don't, I got the impression when Lou, uh, sorry, when, when Ruben was meeting Lou's dad and they were chatting over breakfast, he was very clearly saying to her, him, hey, look, you know, it's nice to see you and stuff, but I kind of don't want you to be with my daughter anymore. I got that subtle message that he was kind of pushing his way. Um and a lot of the artistic directions that you talk about, Olivia, uh, Olivia Cook. Now, Amazon Studios are were pushing for her to be nominated for Best uh, Supporting Actress. I don't right. know if she is or not. Um, but, but she was. She, she, she has huge amount of input to this. We talked about how she wrote some of the songs at the start. Little things like she decided she wanted to um, dye her eyebrows for the, you know, the start sequences. How it was quite distracting, but she yeah. made all those decisions about that. Um, in fact, as the film was shot chronologically. Olivia Cook spent a number of months away from the set whilst the second act was being filmed. She stated in recent interviews that the distance created between her and Riz in their time apart was reflected in the distance between their characters, Lou and Ruby, yeah, at the see, end of can, the film. Yeah,
1: I can see that. Yeah, because uh, it, so yeah. it did It did. feel like two very different people at the end of the movie yeah, it did, than yeah. at the start of the movie, 100%.
0: And as you're right, yeah, it, it ends with him just disconnecting and and you know being comfortable with that.
1: Yeah, um,
0: and to to an extent, I think it was always going to end that way, wasn't it? I think I think we. I think it was the moment when he realised that the implants weren't really going to do the business. And hey, look, you get the impression he did see the utility of the implants. You've got to think that at times he will still use those. They, they. I think they they gave him a a bloody hefty sum
1: for it, so you know, got to get his money's worth.
0: I was reading somewhere apparently they are covered on certain insurance plans as well. So they just they just wrote it in there. But, but yeah, and now we've got a difficult question to ask ourselves, mate, because we are a music and movies podcast. Uh, yeah. And I would be lying if I said it was two thumbs up for music and movies because there just isn't any music. But they deliberately did that, right? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was a dis- deliberate decision. So I'm actually going to potentially choose not to vote here. Oh, cheat. Nah, she- is that a cop-out? That
1: is such a cop-out. So, because it's, right, just been, okay. it's not fair. Nah, this is nah, nah, not nah, fair. Right, okay, so I'm giving it two thumbs up. Because, one, dramatically... It's a lovely movie. So, yeah. so nice. Well acted, incredibly well shot, lots of really challenging themes and ideas, and all all for it. All for it. Really, really great. Music wise, so th- as you say, this is the big question. I'm very much of the opinion that no music doesn't mean no music. Mm. No, no music. Just when you're reading music, right? Okay right you're sitting in an orchestra for example sure. right yeah as i often am you're sitting in an orchestra and you're playing i don't know any instrument you want trumpet mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and then there's a whole movement of the symphony when it's uh, what we call tacit so you're not playing mm-hmm. you're you as your instrument you're not in this movement of the symphony the symphony is still going on around you. You're just not contributing to it. Mm. So silence isn't doesn't mean lack of music. Sure. And so I don't believe that the lack of an original score in this movie, or a lack of a full plethora of original songs. Yes, yes, we've got the one at the end, and yes, we've got the metal at the beginning but i don't think that's like a a quality thing or a lack of budget thing or whatever i think that's an artistic choice thing and so i don't want to say that i don't want to count it as a negative
0: yeah i know what you're saying i know what you're saying because i think it's easy for me to sit here and go no it would be nice to have a bit more music or a bit more metal or a bit more you know show there but you're right it was it was just so unbelievably minimalist yeah it, i mean you're right it has to be two thumbs up from our rating system doesn't it, it i has think so to be.
1: because you know it, it doesn't take long throughout the um but through the movie mm-hmm. to realize that this isn't a, this isn't a metal this isn't a metal movie it's called sound of metal and all of the posters is of riz ahmed behind a drum kit and you would be so forgiven for for playing this movie and thinking you were gonna see a drummer movie that's what I am thinking, About a drummer going, yeah. going to see death. But that is not what this is about. This is about somebody going deaf and the journey and discovery of um, being a deaf person mm. and he happens to be a drummer.
0: Yeah. It is, yes, this isn't, yes, a, yes, this isn't yes. a music movie
1: in the way that we might yeah. have expected it to be.
0: I think maybe there's that. I think maybe the, the fact that we didn't expect to be in it, being, yeah, I guess so. But I still think maybe there's a negative to this. I mean, I... I will. I probably won't watch this movie again. I didn't enjoy this movie as much as I thought I would. Um, I think maybe I'm inclined to be a one-thumb-up. I think, but not because of the music and movie, just because I didn't enjoy this movie as, as much as I wanted. And as you said, I part of me did think that, listening to you saying that there about how it's not actually a drummer movie, it's a it's a movie about uh, a, a musician. He happens to be a musician, but he he, he loses his hearing.
1: Yeah. I I kind of feel
0: maybe was it missold sold a little bit was it was the trailer was the advertising the marketing maybe a little bit mis how else do you do that though how else do you sell this as a drama piece
1: well yeah <sighs> because I don't know okay, I well I don't know I think the fact that he's a drummer helps fa- facilitate the dramatic impact of him losing mm, the hearing mm. but it is the the loss of hearing and the journey thereafter that is the soul of the movie and not mm. And not that he's a drummer. It's like after after that initial conflict of oh my god I'm a drummer and I've lost my hearing. After that, that becomes it becomes movie. secondary. Yeah. You you don't you don't see the drum kit again. You don't.
0: No. You, like it doesn't matter. No, he sells it. I mean, he sells it. He no, but sells he sells, sells it. But, his, but there's yeah. like, there's a
1: good like hour of the movie before he sells it that the drums aren't even in it.
0: Hmm. I think it is a one thumb up for me though. Still, I mean, I just. For multiple reasons. would you watch this movie again? Yeah. Would you recommend this movie to people?
1: Uh, yeah, I'd recommend it to everyone. There, I don't think there's anyone that I wouldn't recommend it to. Really? And yeah, and I don't think I would let them know what it's actually about. Sure. Like I wouldn't say, oh, you might think it's this, but it's actually this. So just so you know you were getting into it. I would just be like, no, no, no. It's great. It's 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 amazingly acted. There's really interesting sound design. It's got Really lovely dramatic themes and a great message about about the deaf community and things like that. I think it's a cracking watch. Go watch it.
0: Mm, Yeah. Okay, I've got one more question for you. All right, go on. Best original actor.
1: Best original actor. (laughs) Best original actor. Best original. Best actor. Yeah. Who is it? Is is it Gary Oldman or Riz Ahmed?
0: Is it it Chadwick Boseman, Gary Oldman, or Riz Riz Ahmed?
1: God damn. Because
0: now we've watched probably which are the three
1: front runners. Did I, did I, did I, I, de- I definitively called, called on one of them, didn't I? Yeah. I def- was it Gary Oldman or Chadwick, I said?
0: I mean, I'm, I'm definitively,
1: I'm definitively calling Chadwick Boseman
0: because I still, pref- I preferred Marini, I think, to this. I preferred Marini to this movie.
1: Yeah. Interesting. To the sound, of oh, to the sound of music. Sound of, sound of music. To the sound of music. Yeah. <laughs> music. I just love to see Julie Andrews coming over the hill in this. And <laughs> Riz <Ahmed> going,
0: <laughs> can't hear you, Julie. <laughs> can't hear me. Can't hear me. <laughs>
1: bloody hell i do uh, i do think chadwick is gonna win this one i i do i actually think i'm inclined to agree with you just because you know what i was saying about the parallels between this movie sound of metal and manchester by the sea yes i think there's a lot of things about it that are very traditional drama yes yes that, yes although it's very 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 good and i really really I, you know, I went through a period of my life where I, I didn't like things because they were popular, and I thought, oh, you know, they're popular, so it's probably not that good. But guess what? Mm. Things are popular because 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 good. the most number of people think that they're good.
0: Yeah, that that, yeah.
1: that is the very definition of of popular. Mm. And I think that just because you, you can get equal quality in lesser known things, but it doesn't make them better just because they're lesser known I think, yes, you're I, think right, yeah. I think we know a couple of I think we know a couple of uh, Biffy Clyro fans that are very, very guilty of this that specifically don't like their popular albums because they're popular. Yeah, do you know what you yeah, know? It I'm, really I know the people yeah, yeah, yeah. specifically two people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Specifically two people. It's almost like we've had this conversation before. Oh mate, I know <laughs> Oh you yeah. Know but you and so I I kind of feel like Sound of Metal fits into that category and that it's very very Oscar-y. I would not be surprised if riz ahmed won that.
0: Like no, I you know, absolutely it, wouldn't.
1: But just because of how Marini was presented like a filmed play and i it. no i don't think i don't think it's categorically better i think it's a it's a li- little bit more unconventional in ha- in how it was made and therefore yeah. a little bit more interesting to me and that does it for me too yeah well <laughs> so did we did we did we come up with an answer I think we're going with Ma Rainey, aren't we we're going with we're chadwick with Ma chadwick yeah yeah but i mean look, could you honestly say it was a snub? If Rose Ackman won it. Nah. Nah, 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 nah. You couldn't really. Moving forward? Yeah, let's move it.
0: So, we've got episode five falcon and the winter soldier otherwise known as our the screen.
1: penultimate episode
0: it is the episode is called truth and i don't have a huge amount of notes on this episode interesting because not a huge amount happened i mean um,
1: right okay
0: there was a there was a lot of there was a, I mean we'll talk about the intro because the intro was incredible yes the the opening sequence yeah, yeah, uh, the fight, yeah. with a the, with the fight and then it kind of tailored it was a little bit of there was a lot there was a lot of uh there was a lot of montage there was about three montages there wasn't there
1: okay so what i will say right up top this is my favorite episode so far oh okay cool nice this is my favorite episode so far because it has a lot more of the character studies in it than the other episodes the, okay. the other episodes very much felt like characters. the characters are going on the adventure and now they do this and now they do this and now they do this mm. and now they do this. I'm being a little bit flippant because there's a lot of quality in all those episodes as well. But in this specific episode, I feel like everything wound down and we got into the tragedy of the character that is John Walker and we got really deep into the... Dichotomy of being a black man taking I up love that. T- taking I up Captain, the Isaiah Cap- Bradley stuff, the, the Isaiah Bradley stuff, and you know we obviously get to then see the real re- the real thing that was holding Sam back from being Captain America even if he was be it subconscious or not but it's that kind of in-depth character study that was like oh this is kind of what i wanted out of all this because i don't know because i have enjoyed the ride so far but i think if you go back and listen to some of our other summaries i've been a little bit lukewarm on it going like well you know it's 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 good but it's these characters doing their Mm. doing their Mm. thing and i wouldn't necessarily recommend it to you know wider audiences who aren't like just really into marvel i just kind of thought it was you know whatever but specifically with sam the the idea of the black captain america and also john walker getting discarded the way he is i mean yeah yeah. i've seen a lot of conversations online about you know should we actually feel sorry for john walker and i'm like well yeah feel i mean yeah he does he does some like horrific things but there's nothing wrong with going underneath the surface to actually Give that character some motivation for doing what he does, even if yes. what he does is completely abhorrent. Like, yeah. isn't that just good villainy? Yeah. Yes, I think so. I th- I think definitely. And and to your point about
0: it, I mean, I was thinking this to myself. Anthony Mackey as the Falcon, and I mean, Sebastian Stan. Yes, he's always been a he's always been a fantastic Winter Soldier, and I think his
1: characters come a long way, but. I also want to You're see him really... as Luke Skywalker. I'm now, offici- yeah, we I am need now to. We officially, am on that boat. You know, I, I was rolling my eyes about that around that for the longest time. I just thought that was like, you know, fan casting central. It was too <laughs> popular, mate. It was. It was too popular. I, it was during my phase, mate. It was <laughs> during, too many. It, it was during my phase. But now I'm all aboard. Yeah, Sebastian Stan is Luke.
0: But I watch Anthony Mackie as Sam the Falcon, and I and I watched him. This episode did something for me. I, I kind of went, he's a he, holy shit. He's a leading man, like. We're, we could be watching the new head of the Avengers here. He could be the man taking up the mantle yeah. of he is now, it's his Avengers. Yeah. And... Because obviously, we're are we, we going to see Brie Larson as the as the lead of Captain Marvel? Is is there going to be a is, you know? I, I wouldn't imagine Professor Hulk would be the lead. He's not really leader. Thor, they're not particularly leaders. But yeah, Thor doesn't. We, I get the impression mean, Thor. Thor gets dragged into it. He doesn't have. Yeah, he, he doesn't, doesn't actually shoot, have yeah. any interest in being yeah. there at all. <laughs> I wonder what I wonder what the WhatsApp group would look like. I wonder what kind of stuff he'd just be the He's one, one like, putting memes stop. and shit on
1: there. No, he'd be sending memes and um, going. Oh, I hope they. Can dump me out of this group soon. I just keep <laughs> yeah. bashing them. Just with egging. I do I don't, don't want to do this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I just. I watch him. And you're right. The character study. They've just done it so well. They've just really thought about the characters. They've really. They've really taken care to write Anthony Mackie's. Uh, the Falcon Sam. They've really taken a, a lot of care to really. That, that conflict, as you say, and, and it was the Isaiah Bradley comment of, you know, no black man in their right mind would take over that white man's shield. Yeah, yeah. And he going, but... And, and you as an audience member, and there's multiple dimensions of that phrase, because the shield means something different to Isaiah Bradley than it does to Sam. Yeah. So you don't feel, you don't watch him pick up the shield again and go, what's the point in that Isaiah Bradley speech? No, it, it, it empowered him to make that decision. Yeah, to go, well, that might be the case for you, but actually that's different for me. I don't see it in that yeah, way. Yeah, 100%. He, he doesn't really need to say that or vocalize it, but it's really important that you see him Make that decision himself, and you do see him make the decision. I also think there was an editing bluff because whilst he's chatting to Bucky and he's training with the shield, uh, he, they're throwing the shield around, he's much better with the shield than when he was doing the montage. Just after I, th- it.
1: I, I wondered that as well, I was yeah, like, I think there was a, I think wh- there was a, g- uh, yeah, also- there, were, there was also one, there was also one other little gap, like structural gaff in this mm-hmm. episode that I kind of questioned. I wonder if you can clear it up for me. Did we get a scene? with Sharon Carter, right? Mm. It is Sharon Carter, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is the character's name. Where yeah. She... Is that scene a reveal that she's
0: villainous? It's not that she's villainous, but she it, she very much... Obviously, she's putting Batrock the Leaper. What, it? Well, yeah. <laughs> Batrock yeah. the Leaper. The, 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 in the in su- touch with,
1: yeah. The super cut French guy who at some point, I swear played rugby yeah he's yeah, got exactly. that look. he's got that look. he has that
0: kind of like camille shah yeah
1: yeah, yeah. like Tyndall look yeah absolutely no but she's very clearly on the phone to him and he very clearly then ends up with the flag smashers for mm. for their thing that we're gonna find out about next week yes which but, i don't
0: think they're the villain either i don't think they're fully
1: the villain no 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 they think we are gonna yeah 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 but but Sharon actually supporting that cause Their and cause. get and getting yeah. that. I, there was just something about the scene that made me think: Was that supposed to be like a? I'm actually a villain reveal. Was that supposed to be I a think kind it was. of? I a, think it was, but it was yeah. so short. It was, it was like a I mean, short little phone call, and I was like, "She's I got know. to be the power broker, that doesn't she?" No, I know, to. but Marvel have done such a good job, an annoyingly good job at times of really giving emphasis to moments which are complete pivots for characters. I'm talking about it was Agatha all along. And, yeah, yeah. Uh you know it's almost like you're a dot, Agatha dot, all dot, along. dot. <laughs> uh, it's almost like you're dot 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 scarlet witch looks at camera you know these kind of these kind of moments which are they do it in several different ways every single time but the overarching feeling as an audience member is go is you're either supposed to go oh shit that's that character or oh Mm. shit i think i'm supposed to know who that is (laughs) yeah is is the other predominant feeling and with that phone call i was like was that one of those moments i don't know if that was but it might have been there was a couple of moments in this
0: i mean the first one the subtle one was when joaquin torres who's the kind of the young um he, he he's kind of like the 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 uh, i guess the one that follows sam around you know, the guy the young guy yeah, the yeah, young yeah. air force i think he's gonna take over the mantle of the falcon because he gives him the wings and i think he, he's gonna obviously fix the wings yeah. and make it all better yeah. the other one the other one was when we were introduced uh, to valentina allegra de fontaine who
1: is a character from the comics but
0: i don't know a huge amount about the character no i I don't know i I don't know
1: either and i think it just because of what you know i went on went on the internet of course i did Mm -hmm. went on the internet Mm. and saw an article that said that she was supposed to be introduced in black widow which obviously that's right which obviously is not out yet which is very interesting
0: yeah. Mm, yeah well also what do you think about the dormilage taking zemo to the raft? I mean, we're we're going to see the Thunderbolts, I think, at some point, which is like the evil Avengers, because there's been apparently Tim Roth is potentially coming back as the uh, Abomination. All for it. Um, all we, for we've it. We've got all these. Justin Hammer, I'm sure we're going to get. I know I said maybe he would be in this one, but we didn't. We're going to get that evil Avengers storyline at some point. We should yeah. do. Zemo's
1: probably going to be the leader of that. That would be bad. Probably. I mean, that'd be, that'd be great. That'd be great. Teamed, team of superheroes against team of superheroes. Of course, we saw it in Civil War. Mm. And that that was epic. That was amazing. But obviously they weren't, you know, going for the kill or whatnot. Do you like the do you like the I mean, if we talk about going for the kill,
0: that fight sequence at the start was amazing. You know oh, the way yeah. when he rips off the wing and he actually does try and go for the kill. I mean, yeah, it's very akin to the Civil War fight at the end, you know, two versus one sort of fight sequence they break his arm to get the shield it's just so it's like halfway between a bar brawl and a superhero fight it's
1: really it is really really beautiful because they go out of their way to introduce fighting elements in john walker's style that are akin to steve rogers and so you see a lot of the moves that we've seen steve rogers do in the past but the but the difference being obviously that john walker is trying to take your bloody head off yes yes and steve rogers wasn't and just having that represented in the choreography of the combat is just such a lovely touch for me Mm, i think it's a really lovely touch
0: yeah, something that I like, think is a really nice touch, is we got some musical callbacks to some Iron Man music, um, and some of Iron Man's music in the Avengers specifically, that kind of, the, the suit up sequences when Sam mm-hmm. is training. So when he's training, you can, I recognize a lot of the dun dun dun, dun dun dun, dun dun dun, dun and <laughs> yeah, it, there yeah. was almost that kind of element to the music. I mean, I recognize some of the, some of the themes, and I'm, well, I'm going to have to watch back again and really point it out, but I was very much reminded of Iron Man, yeah. i don't know about you but there was I, I i kind of just i'm really enjoying it and i'm gutted we didn't see what the Wakandans have built for him yeah, i the, mean it's got to be Wakandan
1: the wakondan captain america falcon suit it's got to be yeah it's got to be the Cal- captain america
0: i think there's there's it's been released online but it is a captain america falcon yeah because suit this well, is this
1: vibranium wings yeah, yeah, yeah well this is the big question that i always had about sam taking up the mantle of captain america yeah uh in that he doesn't have super soldier serum, so he's he's just not as strong. And his his thing is he can work the wings. That that has yes. always been his thing. I'm now no longer of of that opinion because I've seen how he uses the wings to you know create momentum and sort of feign that like super punch type yeah. thing. So like they they've done a really good job of like of justifying that. Yeah. But beforehand, I was very that that was very much a question mark for me because i was like look i get that the captain america is not about his super strength it's about his purity of heart and that's why sam can be can be captain america dramatically and character wise i get that and i and by the way i i support that but at the end of the day he's a superhero and he's gonna have to punch some fools yeah I, so, I thought they were maybe
0: going to explain it by maybe like he gets a little bit of a super sol- soldier serum something that makes him a little bit stronger uh, like a little aperitif yeah and like you know one of the characters comes in he's like I can't get this bloody jar open and he's like oh, hands it here and he does it instantly and everyone's like you have this bit of the super s- soldier serum and you wow that's really good and they're like no 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 it's I don't have the whole thing and then he looks at the camera and he goes so my character has a little bit of the super soldier serum but not enough because he's still Pure of heart, and everyone in the audience goes, "Oh, that makes sense." Yeah, and then and then we all just go for a pint. I yeah. guess that's the end of it, and that's how episode five and, and six finish. Yeah, and the, and the movie doesn't it doesn't get winding. And that's probably that's probably what's going to happen, I think. So, I don't know. Do you like the? Did you see the post credit sequence? I
1: did. Yes.
0: Oh, good. I, I was. I liked I was how so hoping almost you hadn't seen it. Oh, yeah. And and I was going to wind you up. About oh, it. No. but you saw
1: both. all oh, you saw both of them. Didn't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw both of them. Yeah. I should I should have started. I should have led with that. Yeah, you should have done. You should have. You literally <laughs> you, you, you you explained you one, explained you? your you you explained your wind up before you did it.
0: <laughs> Always the best wind ups are are explained. Oh beforehand. yeah, yeah, brilliant, brilliant,
1: brilliant. No, no, no. I did see it, and I very much liked that Now it's a Marvel trope that that you've got a black screen and then just hammer on metal because
0: mm, yeah, they did it because yeah, they exactly. did it at the end of
1: Endgame as well. Yes, and. Yeah, I was like, all right, okay, yeah, we get it,
0: cool. Alex. I made. I thought of a joke as
1: well. Did you go on? Tell us your joke. Well, it's not made of vibranium.
0: It's it's made of what material? <sighs> his new shield is just made of. It's made of metal. Because <laughs> he fits his metal in it. Fits his metal in it. My <laughs> oh, God. Good night, everyone. I'm gonna go. Right. Have a good one, everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you, very good. You, you very good. The, if you just wrap up the podcast, and I'll uh, you just keep going. Mate. Sure. You, there's a couple of more moving forward shit to come. There's a couple of anyway. moving. Have a night. good night. Yeah, I want to. I want to. I want to
1: talk about that. Uh, oh, let me get it up. Let me get it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you seen the Dominic Purcell tweet? I've gone,
0: mate. I've gone. You've gone. The door. I'm gone. <laughs> What is this? What is the tweet? Right. Okay. So,
1: <laughs> as always, moving forward is just it. It seems to be the comic book show. Doesn't it? Yes, it really, really the comic does. Book show. So,
0: I've got something that's not comic book to talk about. Oh you? Well,
1: shall I do the comic book thing, thing first, and then you can do your do not me, comic yeah. book thing?
0: Well, I've got one that right. is comic book, you and know, one that's not. Right?
1: Now. Do you know the TV show Legends of Tomorrow?
0: Mm. Yes, I, I read this. I you did read this. this. Yeah, you yeah, saw yeah, the yeah, the, yeah. the
1: guy that plays oh, I don't know whoever the pyromaniac is. I literally don't care. I used to <laughs> no. I I used to watch these shows. I used to watch these shows when I lived in America, right? And you had to watch yep. the Flash. Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, on the Arrow, on like consecutive nights, and I was like, sure. "No, no, this is too much." And oh, and they're all shocking as well. They're yeah. they're all terrible as well. But but the headliner said it's a fiery exit. Oh yeah, no, it, 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 this is just so funny. This stuff because he yeah. tweeted that he was walking away from Legends of Tomorrow, mm. this actor Dominic Purcell, and he did it. In one of the sassiest. He
0: Heatwave, by the way. Sorry, just, just to, uh, I was just wondering. His, his character's name is Heatwave. Heatwave,
1: is it? Yeah. All right. Okay. Fair. And he, but he did it in such a inflammatory way. Oh, <laughs> oh Alex, take a bow. Thank you. Take another <laughs> thank one. You, thank you very much. Thank, keep taking thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Don't stop it. bending at the hips. I, I keep bowing. Oh, right, okay. Fine. Bow again. Oh, right, right. There you go. Bow. Okay. I'm bowing. I'm bowing. No, absolutely. <laughs> so he's walking away basically saying the producers are arseholes (laughs) i'm not
0: i'm I'm not
1: i'm not gonna bother (laughs) i'm not gonna bother trying to negotiate a contract and all you young actors don't think don't think that these producers are going to be loyal to you he basically just burnt all his bridges and he's like some of the swearing is mental again 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 pardon the pun for you know burning (laughs) all his bridges
0: Oh, goodness, Alex. Take a bow. Oh, thank you. Take thank a you. bow. bow, bow. Take, yeah. That was I'll good.
1: I'll bow. Take a oh. Oh, bow. Bow. No. Bow again. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Right, you had some <laughs> non-comic book news. I mean, it is and it isn't,
0: right? It's It's basically, I'm sure you've probably seen it, it's, it's everywhere at the moment. But the new Lord of the Rings oh, yes. TV series oh. is coming hot and fast. I think I, I, think However, I know this. However, a game... The role play game that was again uh, it was supposed to be Amazon Studios that do it. Deadline and Variety are both reporting it's now been cancelled. The, oh. the the contract negotiations weren't weren't covered, and so this online role playing game based on the Lord of the Rings series produced by Amazon Studios has just been totally cancelled. Oh, that wasn't um, Amazon, the, that wasn't the it, piece of
1: Amazon Lord of the Rings news I thought you were going to go. No, the game had had been
0: announced in 2019, and it was in development at Amazon Game Studios, which I didn't actually know existed. Amazon Game Studios. Is that part of Lionhead Studios? Because that's owned by... Oh, no, that's Microsoft.
1: No. God. I'm not sure. What's going on here? I have no idea. But it was I
0: mean, mainly based in China in, in Leon Technology Holdings, which was brought by Tencent Holdings in December. The purchase resulted in a dispute between Amazon and Tencent. Uh, Bloomberg said landing the cancellation of the game which is always brilliant. Don't you love it mate when you don't get things because high up consultants can't reach a billion pound deal. Don't you
1: hate it yeah, when they're, love just, that.
0: they're greed, and you know it's it's not greed. No they they deserve it. They're it's theirs. They should get this so that we it fucks me off. It's mental. It is just no, mental it, it really to think is. That it's because they couldn't agree and they don't put them they don't put the numbers in. So they're they Amazon has heavily invested in The Lord of the Rings. It is now producing the TV show and the books. The film franchise has reportedly invested $465 million in the first season. That follows $250 million used to secure the rights. So we're we're talking huge. But what has happened is Tencent has quite clearly went, well, Amazon are going to make loads of money from the TV series. Let's not let them
1: have the rights to the game.
0: Fuck. Genuinely. Yeah. Well, I mean... Genuinely. I-
1: yeah. Oh uh, yeah, that's horrible. Angry. But uh, to to your to your point of Amazon are gonna make loads of money from the Lord of the Rings TV series. This is an interesting question, because do you know how much they're spending on it?
0: Yeah, just I mean it is like half a million, isn't it? Hello? Uh, half, half, sorry, five hundred million, not half a million.
1: Oh. Yeah. So five hun- hundred five hundred million dollars for the first season. Right? yeah which yes. is nuts that is that's almost twice as much that's almost twice as much as the entire lord of the rings peter jackson movie trilogy mm. cost back in the day yep and more recently the the most recent series of game of thrones only well i say only but they cost about 100 million <laughs> per yeah, season yeah, in the bang, last in the mental. last couple of seasons so, this is yeah. five times and, and as would, much and as, and the, the good thing as the was, latest of Game of Thrones.
0: And the good thing was that the more money they put into Game of Thrones, the better it got. So, that was the good thing about the end yeah, of you're Game not of wrong. Thrones. You're and absolutely not anything. wrong. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, mate. I, I genuinely, I'm so. I, I, I can't wait for. We've got to get a trailer sometime in the next couple of months, surely. Yeah,
1: got to. Got to. But thing surely, is, with this kind of money. Teasing. Imagine if this isn't good.
0: Ah. <sighs> It just—it could be a roll of the dice, mate. I mean, look, Amazon are pretty good. The boys, Marvelous, yeah. Mrs. Maisel, invincible they these are some great shows that they yeah. own. I, the I sound, of sound of Metal, Sound of Metal, yeah, it's gonna be great. I've got some other stuff for moving forward very, very quickly to bring. It is comic booky. Um, but it is a really interesting headline, and it was from Variety. Alfred Molini details Doc Ock's return in Spider-Man No Way Home. The tentacles do all the work, Ooh. according to Alfred Molini. So Alfred Molini was first invited to reprise his role, the villainous Otto Octavius in Spider-Man's No Way Home, the forthcoming third installment of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right. Uh, or And sorry, with Sony, led by Tom Holland.
1: Absolutely, Tom Holland and Tom Holland and co-starring Alfred Molina,
0: Molini, Molini. I've got here, mate. Molini, Molini. Yeah, Molina. How he pronounces it? No, no. It's actually you are. Hang on, let me just double check. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah, Alfred Molina. But (laughs) what it led to believe is that. And I want to talk about something really specifically was we're talking about the tentacles and they're talking about how good they were and we're, we're, we're going to get... So apparently I've, I've read that it's going to take place after Spider-Man 2's finished, so after the whole going into the star. I think if there's going to be a multiverse point, it, that's going to have something to do with it. You know at the end of Spider-Man 2 where he creates the power of the sun, the harness of the sun? Oh, yeah. I think they're going to tie that into the multiverse piece. I think it. Of... I
1: think it would be genius to tie in story elements from those way back when superhero movies to justify because it just it would make it feel so much more integrated
0: what it what if he actually created uh something a black hole to in spider-man 2 you know with his when he when he harnessed the power of the sun and it exploded what if for a brief second he created a black hole Oh, and he went through because and and I, i do want to talk about a specific sequence in Spider-Man 2. Why it is, you know, often considered one of the best Marvel uh, Marvel movies? I think really, yeah, and superhero that movies. That sequence, that sequence, and you know, Raimi's a classic at this. He he knows his horror movies. He knows how to do a horror movie, because when he first wakes up from the surgery, and they try and they, or no, they they try and rip, they try and buzz saw the the, the 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 kind of the metal arms off him, don't they? And that whole sequence when he's Alfredo, lying on the table.
1: And you can't say molini again you can't
0: you can't Albert say molini again it's molina say his name right is, is 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 lying on the table and the tentacles are doing all the work and they're like dragging you know the nails on the on the floor oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they've got the the zo- it's like a horror sequence in the hospital and i love it so much yeah, it's really good i need it's to such watch those brilliant.
1: movies again my god oh, i haven't watched man. them in ages and the soundtrack's great. What about Nickelback? Nickelback do heroes. <laughs> so what about do it, mate? Nickelback?
0: Said we no one ever in the last decade. <laughs> I think we. I'm going We're gonna have to find our way uh, back to those. But what do they have to do now? Well, now they've got to go
1: on to the Apple Podcast app, find us on there, give us a five yes. star rating
0: oh we'd love and that we chance, genuinely would
1: love that perchance a cheeky review if you don't want to write us a review you can tell us what your favorite movie is or you can tell us what your favorite soundtrack is we love to hear well, all Alex, of look.
0: it look, look, look on the screen look in the way that my the the, the, the you've sort made the boom. Stand you, you, for you, the boom you've yeah. made the can boom a mustache can you see what uh, i've done yeah. it looks like a mustache it does look like a mustache <laughs> for the pop filter for those watching the pop filter a handle that's clips to my microphone is is it looks like a perfect mexican must- look at that oh man
1: you can d- you can tell the, the the attention span of callum when you know I, I start i start to do my extended what what they have to do now thing and he's like all right but i can clock out now oh that oh the the, the, the arm looks a bit like a mustache lo- oh that's quite funny i think i'll interrupt and uh start that start that a bit <laughs> You can also contact us directly at
0: motionspod at gmail.com and you can join the fun conversation with us on the gram where we will be sharing photos and images and thought-provoking questions from our episodes and also a wonderful, wonderful designer, KTC Graphics Designs, giving us our lovely artwork. Thank you very much. Again, it's in the description below if you want more information. Next week, it's going to be another off-air. We, we struggle to get this recording in. I think next week will be a return to normality. Hopefully, there won't be a blip in your service. Maybe this episode did come out a little bit late. I'm not Maybe. Sure. Who knows? I we'll find do. out. Who knows, indeed. <laughs> yeah, that is that. That is for Kalimov of tomorrow to worry <laughs> about. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you very much for listening, and we will speak to you again next week. But until then, bye, everyone. All right, guys. Ta-ta.